0: in a time that is volatile join us have you ever thought about taking an assessment that didn't measure personality I like to call it the unpersonality assessment have you thought about the difference between being a leader versus a manager how would you welcome the opportunity to learn about your habits of thinking click the link below and have an opportunity to discover your habits of thinking and win a potential discovery session with Deb. Welcome back to Imperfect, the heart-centered leadership podcast. I know you hear me say this every week, but I am still in complete awe of the heart-centered leaders that I am getting introduced to, that the beautiful internet world is exposing me to, and I am beyond grateful and excited to get to know and introduce you to Simone Canego. Let me tell you a little bit about this incredible leader. She's an international leader. She's completely heart-centered, which you'll see during this interview. She's a best-selling author. She's a keynote speaker and she has an uncanny ability to motivate and inspire others to be good in the world. I already feel like she is my soul sister. If you ask her, she will let you know that she leads an ordinary life filled with extraordinary moments. I can't wait to unpack that. She's a mom to dogs and to children. She considers herself a serial entrepreneur and she's a popular speaker and author. One of the things that I love about her is she loves to treasure and embrace each moment, especially the small ones, because she knows that they make a difference. So I could go on and on about this incredible woman, but let's start a conversation. Simone, welcome to Imperfect.
1: Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm so excited to be here. I,
0: I said to you before I hit record, I think I have found my soul sister, my, my energy, heart-centered leadership twin. I'm so excited to interview you. Thank you for sharing your time and energy with me today. And thank you. Again, I, what did I say when you said that I'm your soul sister? And I said, I'm so excited for this. <laughs> well, I've got some leadership questions. And if you're ready, I'm ready to dig in. I'm ready. So I want to tell our viewers, let me, let me give a little context before you hear the brilliance of, of Simone. She was a former CPA. Then she became an equestrian. Then she became an entrepreneur. Then she became a teacher. She's the mother of six. Three of her six children are adopted from South Korea. She's climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. And my first question is, I know on a deep-seated level engraved in your heart that you feel and live that leadership skills and styles should impact all aspects of our lives not just our careers tell us where that comes from and how you've implemented having your leadership influence all of simone's being i think
1: that Leadership is in every aspect of our life. It's not just in the boardroom. It's not just in a meeting. Um, it's not just in our careers. I mean, again, when I look at the decision-making process for any decision I've ever made, there definitely is a leadership component to all of it. R- running a house with six children, there's a leadership component to that. I mean, there's, you know, sometimes the kids lead. I have to be honest, but in general, <laughs> um, you know, there's there's so many parts of leadership that that are in our daily lives and you know if we want to talk about the Kilimanjaro piece, you know, leadership at elevation, how do you work together as a team? You know, if someone needs to slow down a little bit, does the entire team slow slows, does the entire team slow down? You know, how do we work together to figure on um, those pieces out? And really for me, it's about respect and you know, understanding that everybody brings something different to the table, which I think is such an important part of leadership. I don't lead by myself. I lead, you know, with, alongside. And I think it's so important that, you know, the, the piece about respect, that you respect the people that you're, you're working with, that are in your family, that are in your community, so that you can learn to work together to achieve the
0: goals that you want to achieve. Well, and every relationship is different, like you said, whether you're leading with your heart, being a mom of six, you're the modern day Brady Bunch, (laughs) you know, no pun intended. That takes a lot of work. You've got six individuals, all different ages, all different needs. There's still that foundational level of leadership and the environment doesn't have to change the way you choose to lead. I really love that. Like you said, whether it's a family structure, in friends group, boundaries are a huge thing for people. It's a struggle for some people because you don't want to say no for fear of being judged.
1: For sure. And I think it's really important to understand the, you know, especially in a friend group, like you have to be you, you have to be authentic and you have to be able to have hard conversations. I I think for, for me, the most important thing is if there's a struggle happening that you're honest about it and you, and hard conversations are actually a good thing because it builds trust. It builds respect. And, you know, definitely within um, a friend group, obviously in a family situation, those happen every day, but within a friend group, I think it's, you know, really important as well to, you know, understand the boundaries and really make sure that you're holding true to yourself. Um, because if you're not believing in yourself, how is anybody else going to believe in you? I'm, I'm a really big proponent of that. We have to take a look at, a look at ourselves and say, like, I love myself. Like, th- this is such an important piece. It took me a long time to get here, um, but that it's so important for us to have these pieces you know of foundation so that when we are you know leading beyond our family and our friend groups and and doing things in our careers that we have that foundation in place that we feel confident about working with other people
0: i'm gonna agree with you 100 self care's a big proponent of my branding language i think it's foundational to everything we do and it segues nice into my next question So the question that all of my guests have got on the podcast is share with us throughout your journey, because I know you love to share stories, (laughs) what imperfections have you put into your toolkit along the way to get to where you are today that really, really hone your heart-centered leadership? so i am Simone therefore there are
1: imperfections right there right so like the an understanding to accept our failures and the mistakes that we've made as really part of our journey so looking at them as a bump in the road and not the boulder that you know divides us and and doesn't allow us to move forward i think that you know for me um i make mistakes all the time but i learn from them and it doesn't stop, you know, that that builds up my mental toughness. Um, but if I, you know, constantly criticize myself for something that I've done versus just learn from it and move on. And I know sometimes that's hard. I'm not saying, oh, you know, forget about it. I'm not saying forget about it. When I make a mistake, I say, okay, like, how can I do it differently next time? You know, what can I take away from this to help move me forward instead of saying, oh, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you did that. Because all that's going to do is stop me from moving forward. So I have lots of things, lots of things that, you know, um, mistakes, failures, and, and as a parent as well, you know, the, the things every day, there's no handbook. So trying to figure out how to, you know, work with each child individually to make sure that, you know, I'm meeting their needs and my needs at the same time.
0: It's a shame that they don't come with manuals, isn't it? (laughs) I I love that. That's something I always joke with colleagues and friends about to say, oh, I wish those, those babies would come with a manual. But isn't it fun unpacking and helping them grow into who who they want to be, who they aspire to be. And I think as parents, it's so important to, I call it fail forward, you know, develop that level of grit and tenacity and resilience and let them know that those fail forwards are part of the success equation. Absolutely. My, you know, it's, it's
1: time goes by so fast, right? So I'm looking and my, my oldest daughter is actually turning 21 in two days and it's like, how is this possible? looking at the humans that they have become ultimately, you know, my, my deep down my goal, you know, my ultimate goal in my, in my life is to raise good humans. You know, there's lots of other goals, but raise good humans that are kind, compassionate, self-confident, all of these pieces that I think are so important. I look back to uh, my daughter who is 18. She was diagnosed with Crohn's last year. And, you know, we had this conversation of, you know, we can, we can wallow in our sorrow or we can figure out how to move forward. And what I always say to the kids is take, take the time to be really upset about something for a bit, because if you don't allow yourself those feelings to, to cry, to be angry, let it happen. And then say, okay, on this day, I'm going to start moving forward. And that's kind of what we did with her diagnosis. And you know what, she's embraced it. And so when she, you know has a conversation with somebody and she's like, I can't, I can't eat that. I can't do this. Um, She's like, I have Crohn's and she it's, she's proud of who she is. And she definitely is a self-advocate, which I think is a really important thing as well. But that's, that's the goal is to have my kids be able to, you know, have these moments where, yeah. And what what did I learn from it? How do I move forward from it versus I'm just going to focus on this all the time and I can't move forward at all
0: well you've just led nicely into my next question there's there's just a lovely fluency here what would i say before record this is going yeah. to be so fun yeah <laughs> i just want to frame this and give it some context before i ask you because we joked when i read your bio i i felt a synergy to you because my irish nana used to say to me you have one trip around the sun Make sure you do everything you want to do and never look back with the, I coulda, woulda, shoulda. And I look at what you've accomplished and I joked with you and I said, have you been asked, Simone, is there anything you don't do? And I want to frame this for my next question because I think imposter syndrome is so residual, but it's also visceral for so many people you know we have that internal experience of believing that we're not as competent as others perceive us to be and we land up internalizing it that maybe we're not intelligent and it has such deep roots and links to social context to perfectionism so I know that part of your branding and just who you are as a woman, regardless of what title we want to attach, which I don't think we need to, it's so important that what you do every day matters. You love to share stories. You like to help other people share their stories. So my question is how, how did you learn to silence your habit of thinking to defer or thank imposter syndrome for showing up? And what is your affirmation or d- redirect to keep yourself grounded so that you can help others really motivate and encourage them in their lives? And this is a great question. So I, I
1: struggled for a very long time, uh, comparing myself to others, um, you know, saying, Oh, I'm just a stay at home mom, or, you know, I can't do that. You know, I have six kids or you know, all of these things where it just kind of brings us down and I was actually, you know, I had a moment in time where I was sitting at this event listening to this speaker and thinking that will never be me. And then I kind of had that moment and said, and that's the whole point. You know, I'm not supposed to be her. I'm supposed to be me. Let me think about the things that I'm doing every day. They don't have to be the grand and glorious things. Those things are great as well, but they the little things that we do every day, honestly, have a huge impact on the world around us and that's the ripple effect right so the conversation you know with a person that you know you're you're walking by and you start a conversation with somebody and ask them about their day that might be the only conversation that might be the only human connection they had that entire day so why don't we lead with positivity i mean i think that's such such an important part is that we never know what anybody else is going through so taking that we have a choice in how we Interact and how we react. Let's choose to be kind as we as we go through um, these moments of time. And you know, a big part of who I am, you know, came from you know the self doubt I had for so many years. And really, what I did, there's a lot of things that I still do. You know, one of the things I I've called it my mirror moments, where you know I stand in the mirror, in front of the mirror, and I think of okay you know, there's days that are hard. What's one thing I love about myself today? could be as simple as I like the curl in my hair or I like my eyes or something like that. And then I also then go to, I've gotten rid of the labeling of I'm just, that is gone, or I can't because in our house can't means won't, um, which means you're not even going to try. So, you know, when I was telling um, a story about Kilimanjaro, I had a A friend say to me, Oh, I could never do that. And my question back to her was, Well, do you want to do that? And she said, No, never. I said, So let's change the narrative here. It's not that you can't do it. You don't want to do it, which is a completely different thing. So stop, you know, we need to stop, you know, putting these pressures on ourselves and saying, you know, I could never do that. Or you know, that, that will never be me. That's the whole point. We are supposed to be who we are. And these little conversations, these little things that we do every day, truly impact the world around us. This conversation here, the, the, the people that will listen to this. And if I, if our conversation impacts one person, makes one person look at something differently, then we've done our job. And I think that's so important for
0: us to remember. Absolutely. I'm just going to put a whole bunch of exclamation marks after that. (laughs) I have the same daily awakening as you do. I want to just embrace what I call life by design. Life by design is having that solid morning routine. And when all those extraordinary moments happen, as you frame it so beautifully in our ordinary lives... It'll make us smile, it might make us sad, it might make us cry. It's embracing them and choosing how to process them with the reaction that you show up with. I think it's one of the biggest things that we learn as we grow and evolve as human beings and mature, but taking our story, just like you so beautifully put it, just embracing who we are. And I truly believe every bad day, I like to call it, Spending a little time in the valley, the only thing that will come out of that valley is growth. And I think it's such a great place. And we all have it. You have it. I have it. But looking at that person in the mirror, that reflection, and just giving back that love that we give to everybody else, it's a hard place to get to. But, oh, it's the sweet spot when you decide to land and embrace it.
1: Yeah, it's... It's so important and it is so hard to get there. I mean, I, and I agree a hundred percent on that. You know, I struggled even saying, thank you. Someone would say to me, Simone, your hair looks great today. And I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I think it's too frizzy. Really? That's where I'm going to go. How about just thank you? And so I've really had to take a step back and kind of teach myself those pieces of, wait, why are you so hard on yourself? Like these are, when people go out of their way to give you a compliment about something, doesn't matter what it is. Thank you. Like they're saying it. They don't have to say it. They're saying it because they feel good about something at this moment and they're bringing it to you. So you should take that and bring it back into your heart and say, you know what, that that's really important. Um, It's not easy and it is an everyday um, conversation. And I think, but that it makes us, it makes us better. It makes us feel better. So like, I think that, you know, I always, my my big thing that I love to say is that we don't need to change who we are. We need to change the way we see ourselves. And then I truly believe the world around us changes. And I, it's not that I'm saying, you know, oh, just, just change what you think. No, it's, it's beyond that because once you change how you see yourself, you're willing to try new things. You're willing to open up and have conversations and share not just your shiny moments, but your struggles as well. And that really does impact the world around you. So I think it's so important that we you know, really take a look and say, I am doing amazing things every day. They are little things. They are little things that impact the people around me. And that is so important.
0: Absolutely. And I, my last question is around your book. And I want to talk about, it's called The Extraordinary Unordinary You, which is just so profound and totally who you are in in all of your being and who you are as a brand and every piece of content you have out there. You wrote that so many people said to you that you need to write a book. Mm -hmm. And I have co-authored four books with other people. And I keep having people say the same thing to me. So I'm going to ask this question with some insight and would love to hear your words. When did you finally draw the line in the sand and say, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to get structured, I'm going to put some discipline, and I'm going to write this book? Hmm. I was, I was after one of my speaking
1: engagements, it was really a a powerful moment where someone had tears in their eyes as they were talking to me about how impacted they felt by my stories. And that was kind of a moment where they said, you know, have you written a book? And I said, no. And they're like, you should write a book. And I've heard that many times. And of course my, you know, inner self that the self-doubt pieces, well, I'm not a writer. Um, again, break through these pieces because, you know, I wrote my book as a conversation on the couch. And when my friends read it, they're like, I hear you inside my head. And I was like, perfect. That's exactly what I was going f- for. But, you know, it was one of those moments where I said, you know, why can't I write a book? Yes. And the moment is now. If I'm going to do it, the moment is now. And I feel that about a lot of things. Stay, say yes, show up. Um, and when I first told my my husband, I said, I think I'm going to sit down and do this. And he's like, Okay. Um, okay. (laughs) And I actually, when I finished the book and of course he was super supportive. It's, it was one of those kinds of things too. Like you're going to go from nothing to climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. You're going to go from nothing to writing a book, right? I'm not like a writer on a regular basis. I wasn't even blogging, but it made sense to me. And when I started, I really felt like this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And as I put the stories down on paper, I started realizing, you know, what, yes, you know, it really kind of solidified these little things that I've done in my life. You know, these little things have made an impact. And so that was so important for me to to see and you know, some of my best writing moments were, you know, sitting on the couch in the chaos of all the kids, like playing video games or something, because it brought back a lot of the stories that I had forgotten about. And it really, for me, was such another piece of kind of building and realizing
0: who I am and what I'm capable of. Well, I love that. And I'm excited to get your book. I'm going to be ordering it. And what a lovely compliment to hear from your friends that there's nothing better than reading a book if you really know the author personally and being able to read it and them saying to you that they heard your voice and, and your words, you couldn't be more authentic.
1: Thank you. And you know, my, my, I, the the funny part about the book because I've I wanted to really make sure that I kept my perspective in my stories and so I really didn't let like my family my husband didn't read it at all until it was done done in an actual book and so he said you know no matter what I was going to support you Um, but he, he read it, he actually read it twice in one night and he's like, I cried at your stories. He's like, I, I live these stories and I cried at the stories and he said, I, I was going to tell you it was good no matter what, but it is so good. And I am so proud of you. That was a great moment.
0: Well, it's exciting when we get positive feedback from our spouse. And I Mm. know you've been married for almost a few decades, It's, uh, I join you in that, in that realm because it's a minority these days and, and to have six children as well. So congratulations on your success with, with, uh, being married. Cause that's, uh, that's not an easy feat these days. Agreed. Um, but definitely worth it for us. So absolutely. I'm going to switch over to my fab four, four fun questions. We just want to know what's sitting on the top of that brilliant mind of yours, First question, share with us something we don't know about Simone. I really
1: don't like working out. I make myself do it, but I don't enjoy it.
0: (laughs) Well, that's authentic. That's truthful. (laughs) Exactly. Second question. What is on your bucket list to be a future chapter in your story?
1: I actually want to go skydiving and kind of want to talk about that the view from view from above. So, that's on
0: my bucket list. Oh, I love that. Third question. Share with us your favorite self-care activity.
1: Sitting on the couch on a Saturday afternoon watching a movie and drinking a glass of wine. Oh, I like that. See, I knew we were
0: kindred spirits. <laughs> And my last question: What advice would you give if you sat down with the sixteen-year-old version of Simone? Yeah,
1: i i would I would tell myself to um, not be so hard on myself. To really, you know, again, respect your elders. No, I really think though, not to be so hard on yourself. To understand that all of these things that you're going to be going through your life, they're all part of your journey, and they're so important to truly defining who you are. So go through those moments, embrace the moments, learn from the moments
0: and be able to move forward. Well, that's beautiful. And I'm throwing in an extra one today because I normally leave the podcast with a quote, but after reading your story and all that you've done, what favorite quote have you engraved in your heart that you live by? I always, I always go back to this quote,
1: but you know, it's, it's definitely overused, but it's be the change you want to see in the world. And I think that, that to me is always so important with my family, with my life, with everything I do, that if I want something different, I need to use my voice. I need to stand up and I need to, to work for it. So,
0: well, and I think that's how, as you would say, we find the extraordinary moments in our everyday, ordinary lives. Absolutely. Simone, such a delight to meet you. Thank you so much for sharing your time, your story, your expertise, but more importantly, your heart. Thank you so much for having me here today. I truly enjoyed this. It's my pleasure. If you like our our beautiful little podcast and and you think you're imperfect or a heart-centered leader, we'd love to have a star rating and a review. I'd love for you to connect with Simone. We're going to put all of her details below in the podcast episode. And I want to thank you again for joining me. This is Deb Crow, and we are Imperfect, the Heart Centered Leadership Podcast.